This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. So I decided to hit him with an Indiana Jones reference, and I was like, dude, your dick hadn't seen light in so long. They could make the next Indiana Jones about him trying to find the little fella. And they're doing their own fucking stitches. Let me tell you what I am I've not equipped for. I've done my own for. stitches. Let me tell you what I am not equipped for. You're not yeah. equipped for even watching somebody else get stitches. You'll pass out. <laughs> Why am I explaining this to you? You're supposed to learn this right after Solid Foods. <laughs> 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 How to use a cup. Tomorrow we'll do shapes and numbers, asshole. <laughs> Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. K.B. Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Now, for all of us, there's those moments in life where you have to learn the skills that help you to go from being a helpless, idiotic child to being someone who can function in the real world. And I'm talking about things like using a fork and knife, learning how to wipe your own ass, learning how to hold your breath underwater, learning how to swim, stuff like that. And for me, most of these skills came pretty easily. But the day that I learned how to hold my breath underwater, I didn't really learn to hold my breath as much as I got held underwater. See... Back in the day, I went to this Christian daycare, and my mom had put me in it. And this is the years before Yelp, before you could look at online reviews and shit like that. So my mom had talked to a lot of people in the neighborhood, talked to people at church, and asked them, where's the best daycare that I could send my grandson to? Now, I was the golden goose when it came to grandkids. I was the youngest son. My dad, Dennis, was her youngest kid, and I was the firstborn grandkid. And I got to live with her for five years. So that meant that she took care of everything for me. She loved me like it was nobody's business. Apologies to all all my cousins, but mama was down for shame. So when she sent me to this daycare, she thought this was the shit. This is the daycare that is going to be great for him. They teach a Christian curriculum. They have great teachers. They, they've never had any sort of issues or anything like that. Nobody I've talked to at church, nobody I've talked to in the neighborhood says there's any problems. This daycare is going to be perfect. And when I went to it for the first little while, everything was great. Every now and then when it got to be warmer, they'd take us out there and let us flap around in the water with our water wings and stuff like that. And I love getting in the pool. So this was a big deal for me. They had this above ground pool and they'd put us in it with water wings and they'd stand over the top of us and make sure nobody drowned or anything like that. Cause this was like, you know, three and four year old kids, five year old kids flapping around in the water. But one day they say, okay, kids, today we're going to learn how to hold our breath underwater. And this is what we're going to do. And they said, everybody stand in a circle. And there was an adult in the middle of each kid. And they had the adults walking around, not really in the middle of each kid. There was like three kids and an adult, three kids and an adult. All the teachers were in the pool with us, though, and teaching us how to hold our breath. So they say, this is what we're going to do. When we get ready to go into the water, we go, and we take our breath in. When we get ready to go into the water, we go, and we hold it. We do not open our mouth at all while we're underwater, or else you're going to get water in your mouth. And kids, that's not going to be fun. Make sure that you do not open your water or open your mouth when you're underwater, or you're going to take water in your mouth. So we're all like, cool, no big deal. We can all do this. And a couple kids open their mouth underwater immediately when they go down. Kids are coughing and shit like that. But it's not a big deal. They say, okay, now what did you do wrong, Tommy? Well, I opened my mouth when I was underwater and uh, I get water in my mouth and I just don't feel it. So Tommy would get out of the water and then it would happen again with the next kid. Well, about the third, fourth time we're doing it, I'm nailing this shit. I'm keeping my mouth closed underwater every single time and everything is great. 
Well, about the fourth, fifth time we do this, we go back underwater. There's an adult on the right-hand side of me, and there's a kid on the left-hand side of me. We go under, and we stay under for a long time. Now, I'm holding my breath the whole time. I'm obeying the rules. I'm not opening my mouth. I'm not doing anything that I shouldn't be doing. I'm keeping my fucking mouth closed. But suddenly, we're under there for a lot longer than we've typically been underwater. We're under there for a shitload of time. Suddenly, I got to fucking breathe. I'm having those moments where when you learned how to hold your breath underwater, there were definitely those moments where you felt like you may fucking die right that moment if you don't get some oxygen. And that's the moment I was having at four years old. So I go to lift myself up out of the water, go to push off the bottom of the pool and lift my head up. And suddenly... The adult is holding me down. He's not letting me go back up. He's like, no, we're not done. And he's holding me by my hand. The other kid lets my hand go. The adult is holding me down. And suddenly I'm freaking the fuck out. Like I'm having that fight or flight moment in my head. Like, holy shit, I may fucking die right here at four years old in the pool at a Christian daycare. What the hell is happening? Finally, I come up out of the water. I go, oh my God, oh my God, let me out of the water. Oh my God, holy shit, this is crazy, old fucking shit. Now, I'm not saying any of that because I'm four years old, God-fearing child, doing everything I can to make sure that, you know, I can stay on the straight and narrow and all that stuff. But I come out and I am losing it. I'm crying. I'm not having a great day. And they get me out of the pool. They calm me down. They say, oh, it's fine, Shane. Everything's going to be fine. You did great. We just stayed under a little bit too long. It's no big deal. But in my head, it was a very big fucking deal. I felt like I had almost died. So when mama got there that day to pick me up from daycare, I was a little bit sad. I was a little bit upset. And she was like, what's wrong, Shane? Tell me what's going on. And I wouldn't tell her. I was like, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. We went home. We ate dinner. And she said, what's going on, Shane? Tell me what's going on. What happened at daycare today? Something must have happened. Something bad must have happened at school. And I said, no, mama, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. She finally said, Shane, you need to tell me what's wrong because if something happened at daycare that I need to get involved in, I need you to tell me so I can know what to do when we take you back. Or if we don't need to take you back, I need to know. And she started to get mad at me. And I told her the whole story. I said, Momo, they held us underwater and they they were telling us, you know, we're going to learn to breathe underwater or not breathe. We're going to learn to to hold our breath underwater. And and they held me underwater. And I did great the first few times. And the last time I told her the whole story and she goes, that's fine. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Next day we get up and she puts me in the car like we're going to go to daycare. And Momo goes into the daycare itself and she drops me off so I can go hang out with my friends and stuff like that. But when we get out of the car, she says, go pick up your stuff. We're going to be here long. I said, okay, no big deal. And I walk to go get my stuff out of my little cubby hole and stuff like that at daycare that I've got up there, like a jacket that I'd left and some artwork that I'd done, like a macaroni picture or some shit that you make at daycare. And I hear my mama reading these teachers the fucking riot act. This preacher's wife is letting them know exactly what she thinks about their stupid fucking school and about how they almost killed her grandson and how he didn't feel safe being in the pool. And if they ever did some shit like that again, she would have them up on charges in front of the county board. Don't test me. I am a minister's wife. And with that being said, Mama said, Shane, let's go. And we got back in her Buick and we drove back to the house. And Mama took that day off work and I was at a new daycare the next day. And I learned that day specifically, you don't ever fuck with Mama. Hey guys, welcome back to a show that definitely remembers when there was no mercy in the Cobra Kai dojo, or as we like to call it, now that I'm older, a show about how getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online, go to nowthatimolder.com or also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. Now, Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. 
If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Prestige Podcast, the Coruscant Radio Underground, and the Crittercast Podcast. And this week, we start out with a topic inspired by the Couple Things Podcast that Kenny quickly hijacks in a fashion that only Kenny can. And pretty much the entire show, we get to find out new and interesting ways that Kenny would kill in a mythical guy that's following him around in his car, like for the entire show. So check it out. We'll be right back. So here we have a starting file, some dead space. Okay. So, so what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about your feelings. Okay. No, don't. Let me, let me put a cabbage on that real quick before we go down some kind of dark rabbit hole. When I'm, when I'm talking about any feelings today, Kenny, that's not what this is about. Okay. So on the way here, I was listening to a podcast that I listen to all the time called Couple Things Podcast. Can we go ahead and shout them out? Let them know that I completely. Hey, shout out for the podcast we're about to rip off. <laughs> So they asked a question on their podcast, and I asked it to Kenny. It was just kind of like a warm-up thing where I was kind of just testing out what he would say. And the question they asked is, would you rather be stuck behind a driver who was following all traffic laws at all times, or would you rather be stuck in front of a driver that was losing his mind, like having road rage, honking his horn. Hostile. Freaking out behind you. Hostile is an important And I was like, this is a guy. It's kind of like Groundhog Day, where no matter what happens to this guy at all, he's always behind you honking your horn. So for me, I'm not even going to answer the question because I believe when I asked it to Kenny, I want, I was like, Kenny, stop talking right now and let's just record this for the audience and let them see exactly how fucked up you are. So your response was? My response was obviously option two, the guy behind me. And why would you take the guy behind you? Just like to kill him. So what happens though when like at one point or another, this so, guy like pulls a gun on you? He's never going to outdraw me. <laughs> How do you know that he might just get behind you and start shooting at one point because he See, has he's such because, bad road rage? Because I'm like, you know, ready for it. I've been trained by the previous experiences. In Groundhog's Day, no one else but Bill Murray knew it was another repeat. So every day you're coming up with new ways, like you're dropping like strips behind your car. Not even out of necessity, out of out of enjoyment at this point. So wouldn't that get really fucking old though to every day no, of that's your like life? A, do you know how expensive those self-loading um ammo? Or not ammo things, um, target things are. The ones that flip up a new target when you're done. Those are really expensive. This guy is totally free. And I get to like drive without being bothered. So you're saying like every time you'd shoot this guy down, like you'd remember it and shit like that. And slowly over time, like you don't even have I'd to I'd be go to working the range. on my grouping. You're grouping? <laughs> yeah. So you, you're basically looking at new and efficient ways to kill it. Like, so instead of like answering the this question. This is just like someone in assault, uh, trying to assault me. It's Christmas. <laughs> oh buddy it's legal now so you're saying that if you got assaulted it would be like christmas for you so even if, if i got hit even if i got hit and had to take a punch to the nose it's worth it so i can shoot you so if you got hit like if one of the listeners walks up to you and punches you you're not going to be upset about it you're going to be more like stoked about it oh exactly and you're going to see it in my face what do you mean you're going to see it in your face i'm probably going to drool a little bit as i'm pulling out Sig. So you're saying you always have this thing on your belt. So you could be at like a conference. Sometimes it's on my belt. Sometimes it's on my ankle. Sometimes it's in a shoulder holster. First off, Kenny, let me just go ahead and let you and the audience know that you trying to get to your ankle. If I get shot in the leg, I'm already down there. 
So if I shoot you in the leg, the first thing you're going to do is go to your ankle holster. And then I'm going to shoot you in your ankle. Depends. If I fall on my leg, the, the ankle holster, I'm going to go for the one on the strap. I'm going to shoot you in the fucking shoulder. I mean, I've probably got fall. three. I've got three or four, probably, at any given moment. You know exactly how good of a shot I am. I'm going to shoot you in the, in the shin. You're going to shoot, and you're going to be kind of shocked by the shockwave that the gun actually produces in the real world. And it's going to fuck with you for a second. And at that point, it's going to be like... I think what's actually going to happen is I'm going to shoot you like with a pinpoint shot. Because that same shockwave just gives me a boner. You're saying shooting a gun gives you a boner? Yeah, great boners. Kenny, I don't want to go down this line of questioning anymore. I don't want to talk about you getting boners when you're shooting guns. We should give everybody a goddamn boner. Why power in the hand of your? It's like a massive amount of power. Not I'm not talking about like societal or. Power over people. I'm talking about there's an explosion happening in your hand, making a projectile fly out at like the speed of sound. No other animal has ever made a machine like that. That's like top of the food chain at, at the best. So you're saying you're basically you're saying the pinnacle of human emotion and human like existence is us coming up with a gun or the bomb or something like that. I mean. <laughs> what else do you want to do with all this technology so you're not saying like curing any sort of a disease that's awesome too but how often do you get to do that at the gun range <laughs> they don't have a cancer range where you just go in throw some genetic modifications together and see what, what happens you no that doesn't happen you know what they don't do kenny what what legitimately they don't do is they don't give any sort of nobel prizes for shooting guns at the range okay because it doesn't if take they any had fucking dudes effort. that came back every day after you shot them they probably would <laughs> If you could so take you're going back to this out, guy, this mystical guy. If who you comes could take out. these mystical, like sangria-made motherfuckers down, you 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 would get a Nobel Prize because you'd be all like volunteering to take it. You'd be like, I could shoot if you give me two of them, I can work on like a two <laughs> a two threat situation, and so, I can work. I probably could work, use the Mossberg at that point with some slugs. Are you going to start like you know turning the wheel and shit, like spinning backwards in traffic and shooting them like both? Out oh the yeah, you have to pull shit. the chip for your ABS. <laughs> You gotta pull the chip for the anti break the anti lock braking system because you can't really spin out good while that's on. Unless you use the handbrake, but that's a fucking bitch way to do it. Um, I think this all sounds like you're playing too many video games if you think this is really gonna Dude, happen. You don't have to pull a goddamn chip out in a fucking video game. They make it where spinning house easy because it's fun. This is the real, real world, motherfucker. I'm just saying, like, I've been in the car with you and you're a pretty good driver, but I don't think you're gonna be spinning Dude, back. I have traffic. spun out into your driveway on purpose before. What are you talking about? You're just, I'm just saying, dude. I'm like a stunt driver at least. So Probably a spy. Let's say in this world, though, if you die at any point, it's over. It's over. I'll take that risk. But the other guy comes back every single time. So one of these times you're like, But every time he comes back, I'm going to have leveled up from killing him. So eventually I'm going to be like the Punisher. I understand you're going to be like the Punisher, but I mean. And he beat Wolverine, so. Listen, all I'm saying is Frank Castle still has to go to the hospital and shit like that. So you're still going to like go I mean, to the he hospital. He usually goes to like an abandoned hospital and just burns himself and shit. It's weird. <laughs> I'm not doing all that. <laughs> I'll happily go to the emergency room and say, yeah, this crazy fuck tried to kill me. I shot him. It was fucking awesome. Let me tell you, in all these shows, in uh, Daredevil, in fucking uh, Punisher, Ooh. at any point of time, where one of these dudes gets shot or stabbed or sliced or some shit like that. Drilled to the top of the foot with a power drill. And they're doing their own fucking stitches. Let me tell you what I'm not equipped for. I've done my own stitches. Let me tell you what I'm not equipped for. You're not equipped for even watching somebody else get stitches. You'll pass out. Um, I am not the best at processing pain. (laughs) 
Shane can't even see other people having shit done to him. He passes out like a bitch. I, one time, uh, Nikki was still working on becoming a nurse and everything like that. And she was like, hey, you know, um, I, I just want to, like, practice. You know, she wasn't even going to stick me or anything like that. But she, like, started pulling out the needles and stuff like that. And she goes, I started to get, like, flushed immediately. Like, I go white and all that shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't think I could do it. Like when I go to get blood pulled for like uh, testing at work and shit like that, like when I'm doing like my uh, health, um, every year we get like, uh, we go to get our blood drawn and stuff like that to find out how healthy, healthy we are with glucose and all that shit. So every time I'm doing it, I have to turn my head away and they're like, okay, so we're sticking the needle in now. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> let me go ahead and let you know. I don't need to know what the butcher does. I just need steak. So I just need you to go ahead and get this shit done. Get the needle in my arm. Let's get the blood out and get the fuck out of here. Cause I can't do this. I, I'm not that guy. I can't do my own stitches. I, cut, I got cut. I cut like my that. thumb open and did my own stitches once. Fuck that noise, dude. Fuck First, that I gave noise. myself a shot of lidocaine. Okay, let me go ahead and go uh, one step further. Okay, I give myself shots because I have uh, because I have to do it for medicine and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So that sucks, but like I never have to watch it go into my. Did leg. you? Have, what you got to do when you have a cut like that is you got to stick it right in the cut, and, and that's where you start. Okay, let's let's back up. So that up. you numb that up first, and then you go for a block, and you stick it right here in the web of your thumb, and your you know like if you squeeze the web of your pink hand, do that. Yeah, yeah. Find that place where it hurts real bad. Okay, that's where you stab the needle. Yeah, see, that's not going to happen. But what that does is, if you hit that spot and you get the injection right there, then the whole fucking like you could hammer your thumb and you wouldn't feel it. Not that you should. Mm, yeah, no. Still, no. That's uh -uh. why when you get a really good shot at the dentist, it hurts. If you don't get a little zap, like an electric feeling, you're not going to be good numb. Um, every time I go to the dentist, for some fucking reason, I don't know if anybody else out there is like this, but like they will hit me right with, okay, they're like, so which tooth are we going to be working on? And they'll hit me like right where they're supposed to do it, like where it worked on like the last five seven five thousand seven hundred twenty two patients. And for me, it'll be like, okay, so it, we feel like we got you pretty numb there. We're going to get started. And they'll start cutting on my tooth or like working on my tooth and some shit. And they'll be like, oh, God. Have you considered that you're just a bitch? Um, I've given thought to that. But then I thought, no, you're an <laughs> asshole. So every time I go to get fucking numbed on my tooth, I have to get it like six to eight times for it to fucking take. And I feel like my mouth is about the size of, I don't know, Texas by the time Do I'm I hate when dentist. you want to eat afterwards. Oh, God. And you're like, God, oh, is that food or my lip? I don't know. <laughs> So besides this podcast cementing the fact that Kenny is a psychopath, can anybody else out there relate to how shitty it is to have your mouth numb during literally any dental procedure? Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we talk about how shitty it is to try and eat while your mouth is numbed after a dental procedure, and then we wrap up Kenny's weird Groundhog Day scenario where he gets to kill somebody every day. So check it out. We'll be right back. Rising from the depths of a state called Michigan, two inebriated dorks prepare their plan for intergalactic domination. Mixing their extensive knowledge of geek culture with their insatiable thirst for alcohol, these two man-children bring you a show like you've never heard before. They will tell you tales from faraway lands and have you questioning their taste in beer. But make no mistake, friend, for the best coverage of your favorite comics, films, and TV shows, there's no better source for you to get your fix. So listen up, 
Strap in and prepare yourself as Jake and Tom conquer the world. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Have you ever wished you could get extra now that I'm older? Well, now you're in luck because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon exclusive content with stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? In what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. I just, I know we're not supposed to get political on now that I'm older, but what the fuck is going on? So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one. Now, why do I surround myself with fools? Even the robots are smarter than you. Hi, we're the Grave Girls from Grave Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Hawthorne. And I'm Amaryllis. Every week we watch a different horror film, and I find a scary story that goes with it that will definitely leave you shaken in your boots. And if you aren't wearing boots, my true crime case and murder will scare the pants off you. And then you'll just be naked, and that's just that's just a fun time. So listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to check out our website at grave-girls.com. We love you all in case we die. Bye! Forget it, Donnie, you're out of your element. And you're trying your best. Like, we went to, uh, I went one time to get, um, um, what do you call it, a root canal on one of my teeth. So I go in and I get Nikki. Jack is very opinionated on this whole dental subject, apparently. Jack's like, dental hygiene? That's pretty important to me, okay? Let's talk about this shit. So I, Nikki calls me after I leave the dentist and I go, she's like, hey, meet me and Chris up at Chick fil A. We're right up there. And she had bought me a milkshake and I was like, well, this is, this is going to be great. <laughs> Milkshake's perfect. You don't have to chew it. What's wrong with that? The problem is, like, you can't tell what you're chewing on when you're, like, trying to get a hold of the straw. Don't use the straw. So at one point, I'm chewing on my lip trying just to use the pull, straw. Just take the lid off, dummy. <laughs> well, then I've got milkshake all over my fucking face. You, you, look, you just stick it over the bottom lip. Look, why am I explaining this to you? You're supposed to learn this right after solid foods. <laughs> <laughs> How to use a cup. <laughs> Tomorrow, we'll do shapes and numbers, asshole. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you, you took the one thing that should have been easy to eat. A milkshake. And that's what you went with for your big relatable story about Vietnam. Not ribs. <laughs> Not going on the cob where some dental dexterity would come in useful. No. <laughs> Maybe you should talk about trying to eat one of those shakes, one of those health shakes, too. While you, were, <laughs> you fucking big douche. <laughs> Did you get a smoothie, too, asshole? <laughs> I tried to eat a Subway sandwich, but it was dumb. <laughs> it was just really dumb of me because that's like layered <laughs> sandwich and that's like exactly what your tongue feels like when it goes in the food <laughs> and i know this because i bit the fuck out of my tongue well along those same lines <laughs> in the same sitting as i'm sitting there dr- drinking the milkshake i decide that i'm gonna eat some fries and that's cool because some of the fries are crunchy and some of the fries <laughs> feel exactly like what the side of your jaw feels like when you bite down on it. And I found out well, these I'd- fries are organized. It's not like <laughs> it's not like a I don't know. Imagine trying to eat like lasagna. 
Oh, God. <laughs> or a Subway sandwich where there's all those fucking layers. Oh, I'm trying to forget that. The lettuce and all that shit. But see, this other guy who was following me in the car, he wouldn't have to worry about that shit because I'm going to use a headshot most of the time. Usually it's a double tap to the chest with a third shot to the noggin. How long do you think, how many days do you think you'd be lo- stuck in this, um, that's what I'm looking for. You'd be stuck in this loop before you'd start adding like Mad Max kind of shit to your car. Where like as soon as he gets behind you, the back of your trunk just oh, pops up. Immediately. And there's like an M fucking 50 back there. So I could destroys his car. And that's like, eh, I'm kind of bored with that. Now I think I'm going to have uh, guns that pop out of the taillights. Yeah, I would probably build the oil thing pretty quick. The oil slick thing. I don't think that would actually work. I think it would take a shitload of oil. And okay. you'd be the asshole. I wouldn't use oil. I, I'm just calling it that because it's relatable. I would use like a silicone-based product that uh, is way slippier. Like a liquid version of WD-40. I was thinking something completely They different. have some shit that the military has. They're working on all these non-lethal things. And one of them is this super slick material. I mean, it's like 10,000 times slippier than oil. Like nobody can walk on it. Like, it's impossible. I could probably walk on it, though. Dude, you can't even ride a scooter. <laughs> We're not talking about scooters, dude. That's Just, not this that's is a, about. That's, that's foreshadowing for you people <laughs> in the audience. We've got a great uh, little segment coming up. <laughs> uh, so next week we'll probably be talking about scooters. But I think I, there's, pretty, there's a pretty good chance that I could walk on this gel. I'm no, very dexterous. It's not gel. Unless they want it to be gel, you can make it different viscosities. So I'm th- when you said like something to walk on, kind of like WD forty, the first thing that came to my mind was like a lube. <laughs> Did you see some guy just running around spraying, <laughs> just spraying a big ass can of WD forty wherever somebody's trying to walk? Like get the fuck off my feet, you asshole! <laughs> you son of a bitch, get off there! Good job, Ted. What the fuck are you doing here with WD forty, dude? We gave you guys like twenty million dollars, <laughs> and, and you this- came up with Ted running around with WD forty, <laughs> and this is the non lethal <laughs> the turn you came up with some jackhole running around with a spray can you what? sons of bitches what's next you're gonna have Ted coming out here with a nerf fucking gun we're gonna put and you, shooting people we're gonna put you in Guantanamo Bay <laughs> that's what we're gonna do go down there with ISIS so I'm thinking you probably become Mad Max pretty quick when it comes to the car when the guy chasing you and shit like yeah. that and we'll finally know the answer to what human tastes like so you're gonna start cooking the guy I mean I just I think it's inevitable I think after like the hundred thousandth time you kill this guy, somebody's going to be like, I wonder if we taste like chicken. I I don't even know if it'll be me. By this time, I also expect that I will have explained this to enough people that it'll be almost like going to like medieval, what's it called? Where you go eat the the food. Medieval times. Yeah. It's like going to medieval times. Oh, it's time for, oh, Kenny's going to kill that guy. He told us all it's going to happen at 9 a.m. As you started explaining it to me, the first thing I thought was, well, now we've got to get a GoPro to mount to my car to follow the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and see Kenny kill this guy every day. If Kenny comes to me and goes, okay, listen, you're not going to remember this tomorrow. Could you imagine like the fates or whatever the powers <laughs> that be that run the universe being like, okay, so we really fucked up, guys. <laughs> we are trying to teach this guy a lesson. They have three and, million and YouTube the- followers. He's broken the timeline. They all know they're in this loop and they don't care. Everyone realizes they don't have to pay taxes anymore. It's over. We've lost control. The other guy who keeps getting killed every day has actually been on like, you know, Jimmy Fallon and shit like that. Like he actually goes on the talk shows and talks about being stuck in a loop. And then that night, as soon as Kenny goes anywhere, he has to leave the talk show immediately to get in his car and follow Kenny. So he can get killed again in a new and entertaining way. 
I want to be like the Shawn Michaels of killing the dude behind me. Dude, we would fuck cereal up when it came to being the number one podcast in the world. If we had a podcast where we followed you around while you were stuck in a loop, where you, the only thing that happened in this loop was you had to kill this guy every day. I'd be so good at killing people after a while. Dude, we'd have to call it something like Death Mask or some shit. Like, but, <laughs> but then, like, what happens when the cops, like, find out about the podcast? And, like, Dude, it's legal. He's trying to run me down. He's all right. I'm, I'm defending him. He's coming right what at if me. He's... <laughs> What if he's not like pulling a gun or anything like that? Every time he's unarmed. Dude, you've argued with me. I can make him pull a gun. <laughs> Every time he's unarmed, you have to go to jail. And like that Dude, ends I, the I had, I had, I have a guy. I think I turned a guy into mush today on the internet. You did what now? Like he quit being mean to this girl and everything. So this guy, like, I don't know. He flipped out on some girl. He was one of those guys who's like, when a girl says she's done with men, they give them the whole not every man speech. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Like, I'm nice to girls. I put the nice tokens in her, and she didn't fuck me, guys. Those guys, <laughs> guys who think they're nice. Right. But they're not nice. Yeah. So it was one of those dudes, and he tried to insult me with, like, some 1942 jokes. Like, I think he called me a rapscallion or something. I don't know. It's not important. <laughs> a, a vagrant. Right. And then, like, I made a pretty good joke, which I don't even remember that one. And he accused me of not making up a joke, so I decided I had to go extremely unique. And, like, make sure it was, like, a really good, like, joke that you couldn't pull off the internet. Right. So I hit him with an Indiana Jones joke about his dick. An Indiana Jones <laughs> joke yeah. about his dick. Yeah. I told him that because he was an incel. You know what an incel is? Oh, God damn, yes. Are we good? We're really going to talk about the incel? I feel like we've already given the incels hold enough on, time. Hold on. He's an incel, which for the, fan, for the fans at home who don't know, that means involuntarily celibate dudes who are just salty as fuck quick tangent before we get to your joke i want to hear the joke but i just want to say this entire section of the internet people claiming some new fucking label get on my goddamn nerves that one. i think you get that one i think it's like i think it's no, like they want to be a protected think... class they say that like and that's basically all you're saying is i'm a bitch who can't get laid i have no fucking Wait, game there's guys who like voluntarily own that yeah oh my god so this guy's probably one of them so <laughs> so i decided to hit him with an indiana jones reference and i was like dude your dick hadn't seen light in so long they could make the next indiana jones about him trying to find the little fella oh my god dude and then i followed it up with a second comment immediately called indiana jones in the temple of disappointment dude really yeah yeah it was awesome it was like it was oh and he just he just stopped <laughs> i just i feel like you, you and made... then he made a weak comeback and liked it himself on his own comment See, anytime you like yourself, you know you've already lost the argument. <laughs> yeah, if you're trying to get likes started on your that comments. That means you're in your opponent's head when they do that. Anybody out there listening, and now that I'm over land, please let us know if you thought those were god-awful jokes that Kenny was telling. They're not, like, made for, like, a stand-up comedian. They're internet fucking attacks. They're a different class of joke. Actually, I thought it was amazing. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Disappointment especially set it off. I feel like that might have to be the name of the episode this week. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Disappointment. I think my original comment that got him upset was that I said he would be insulted because he forgot what pussy tastes like. Yeah, well, it was that. I think that was it. Well, guys, that's uh, now that I'm older this week. I hope you guys had a great time. So that's what I do to kill that guy every day. Next week, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Robin need to use their heads along with their super skills to combat the mind-controlling brain machine. 
That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. I'm sorry. I've worked by a lot of hours for the week. Basically, union membership, I have to tell you, fuck yourself. Kenny, we still have more to record. You can't just stop the show like this. You should have been more efficient with your recording choices, sir. And remember, my sentimental friend, that a heart is not judged by how much you love, but by how much you are loved by others.